You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Citizens of Lorcana podcast, a podcast where we invite you to be a part of their world. We're your host, Jared, James, and Adara. Today, we're talking about how Lorcana has now gone full steam ahead. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome, welcome to another week. Last week, we took a chance to chat with our very good friend, Brandon, a B-squared 24YT. A couple weeks ago, we sat here and we talked about how there was no news. We got all sad. And uh, today's episode will serve as a foil to that one. And just in case you didn't notice, today we are joined by our favorite recurring co-host, Adara. Adara, why don't you tell us what you've been up to? Hey guys, so happy to be back here again. It's been a great month and a half-ish, um, went on a nice vacation, had some downtime, and then of course it was just in time to come back for all of these reveals, so I've been busy doing all the clerking duties in the Lorcana HQ Discord and keeping track of everything for, for all the new people who have been coming into the, the server. I was going to say, Lorcana HQ almost fell apart in shambles while you were on vacation. It was It was scary. <laughs> There's there's a couple of good people who I feel like are like clerks in training who who help hold it together. That's funny. Well, one of the reasons, I mean, one of the things we wanted to do with you is to just check in with you on your TCG journey. I mean, honestly, seeing how you interact in the HQ Discord server, uh, it almost feels like you're farther along than James and I, but how's your TCG journey going? I feel like I've started learning a lot um, just absorbing continuing to absorb all of the vocabulary and everything as as we've gotten more cards I just I'm feeling more confident about discussing like those cards and, and understanding kind of what they do and how they can affect what we are currently playing with the game um 
it's I'm just I, I also since then I was brave enough to do a Magic the Gathering pre-release um, for the Lord of the Rings set and I feel like experiencing that a different TCG has helped really helped me be able to compare Lorcan like my experience with Lorcana so far to that and so that's been super beneficial for me as well to be able to have that extra thing to kind of compare to of well these were my experiences being completely new to Magic the Gathering and how I think Lorcana is quite a bit better than Magic the Gathering in many ways. <laughs> so did you actually sit down and play some games uh, at the pre-release event? I did. I did. I did the full three rounds. Um, I I won my first round because of I just took too long to take my turns and I was playing against a really sweet kid. Um, I uh, drew a round and then I completely and utterly lost around so i was i was average i would say i was happy with how it turned out for being brand new average is pretty good exactly exactly i was happy with that i will say on my end i went to a my hero academia release pre-release and i haven't played my hero since the set three pre-release so i was kind of like you i mean i'm not brand new i had a basic understanding of how the game worked but there were lots of things that i was new to one of the perks of living in Las Vegas is a lot of the employees of Jasco come out to the game. So my very first round, I was paired against one of the game designers. He designs the cards. And yeah. he was super sweet. Like, he walked me through a bunch of the new mechanics. But, yeah, he demolished me. Like, it wasn't even close. We got done with, like, 40 minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second game, uh, the second round we drew. So I'll, I'll take that as a victory. And uh, I was getting ready for the third round and everybody left the play area and went out to the, uh, the car, the, the shop area. And so I walked out there and I was like, what are we doing? And they're like, Oh, the shop wants to close. So we're just calling it a day after two rounds. Oh, wow. Like, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Then. Anyway, it's just, it's just interesting that we both had a pre-release experience, Adara. Yeah, I think my biggest takeaway from it is I am just so thankful that there isn't additional player interaction on each other's turns in Lorcana. Like, I, I needed, uh, it gave me a huge playmat um, to walk me through the different steps of a Magic the Gathering turn and, like, when you could play cards against your opponent. And super confusing to me. So I'm very thankful for Lorcana's, what I feel like is a very straightforward do these things on your turn and then you pass it to your opponent. I want to ask you, cause I hear this a lot. Like when I listen to Lee Barb's podcast, he says the magic, the gathering community is a very toxic exclusive place. Did you experience that? I would not say I experienced that at my local game store. So um, the first thing I did was I did look around the room and count how many women were in there. And there was me and one other person, uh, which I have been told is more than than average for Magic the Gathering. But everybody I interacted with was fairly welcoming to me. Now, um, the person who like completely and utterly beat me into the ground was a pretty pro Magic the Gathering player but I mean he wasn't I didn't feel like he was toxic or like belittling me in any way which was really helpful um, and the other people I played against were um, very very kind with uh, I like literally sat down with them I was like so I know nothing so please like call <laughs> me out I'm gonna have questions 
let's let's just try this thing out and everybody i was i was playing with was very welcoming to that it's awesome you had that experience because when lorcana comes around there's going to be people like that who are going to need our help yes and, and i won't be able to provide it <laughs> because i've be i've fun. played game i've been playing games of lorcana and uh, uh it's still awesome and fun and I need to play so many more games to start getting my head wrapped around the strategy of it all. It's, it is not something that is coming naturally to me. I'm just like, I like these cards. I want to play them. But why is it not working for me to get up to 20 lore before you? Why? What's going on? Why can't yeah. I do it? And so uh, it's just the kind of thing where I'm just going to have to keep playing. And I, what I've been doing is I've basically just been throwing cards in and having fun putting things together and then just seeing how it does. So I think I am learning what not to do, hopefully. But going from there, I, it's definitely going to be uh, a learning curve of getting better over a lot of time, not quickly, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I am uh, actually old enough to remember just a few weeks ago when we complained about that lack of news you were mentioning earlier. And since we recorded last week, we've gotten like six card reveals and four articles, something like that. Basically a, a, a week of news essentially is what we got. Um, so that's been pretty awesome, right? It was, it was very lined up. Like there's the, the LA times post and then there was the gamer, there's IGN the nerdist and i i can't remember what the last one was but it was like boom 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 comic book there's, it comic was a book. big week yeah oh that's yeah. what it was comicbook.com yeah it was it was crazy to go from very very little hearing back from the Lorcana team to all of a sudden getting these like little tidbits of oh there there might be something coming for Lorcana and then just to have it all hit in a single week it was so cool to to see that develop and the excitement around those of like we're getting cards and and not just one not just two but like multiple cards in a given week mm -hmm. and not all on a single day it was so cool well and to be in the HQ discord server with Eric from the gamer and Christian from comicbook.com and they're like, Oh, there might be something in a couple hours. Keep your eyes open. <laughs> just like they were building up the hype, that's for sure. They were. They're they're slowly learning, I feel like, that if they drop those little tidbits, like that just gets us going crazy. As soon as that message is posted, it's like nonstop in, in the main spots in the discord and we're constantly talking about it and watching for it. And it builds up that anticipation. And the whole last week, I'd say they completely delivered on that anticipation that was building. Would you maybe say it's full steam ahead? Ooh, yes, I would. In fact, that's actually what we're calling the episode. Um, and it's specifically in honor of the tweet that had gone out from the LA Times reporter Todd Martins. So I'm just going to read it. Um, so he had just said, enjoyed playing Disney Lorcana today, which is full steam ahead, said Ravensburger's Ryan Miller, who stopped by the LAT offices today to demo the game. So that was the image that showed us the beautiful Sven card from Frozen. Um, so that really kind of kicked off of, wait a minute, like, is 
before Kana's still going and and that was like the beginning of just the absolutely crazy week I feel like <laughs> so what do you guys think full steam ahead means for us I mean it it's basic to me it means that whatever else may be going on in the realm of the things we've talked about like the lawsuit and whatever else that the team that is releasing this game is focused and on point and getting to the finish line to get this game out and into our hands. I mean, that's really what it means to me is like they're, they're, they're going to start hitting all of those, those steps along the way, the marketing plan, the, the production plans, the distribution plans, all of those things are going to start clicking in and, uh, we're going to start seeing them. I mean, we started seeing the card reveals. We started seeing all of the shops announcing that they got approved for the uh, the HSP program and the organized play and all of those things all coming together over the last week or so. And I think that's that's kind of it was like this this week is like the the, the faucet was turned all the way on. And that's what it means. For me, it was a little ironic that this tweet was sent out and it wasn't noticed for three or four days. Nice. Like. It's hilarious. It's full steam ahead, but nobody's going to notice it. Um, which, again, makes me think that there must have been an oopsie on this, whether the oopsie was on behalf of the LA Times posting early or Disney Lorcan and not like retweeting it. I don't know. But for me, full steam ahead basically means what James uh, mentioned. It's getting the fan base excited giving them the content that we've been craving and that's not just cards there's you know we want to know the backstory about Lorcana. we want to know about the organized play we want to know about gen con like are there going to be promos at gen con what kind of product is going to be there i feel like those answers are going to be coming shortly and for me that's what full steam ahead means so the steam picked up initially with that tweet, but then Monday morning last week, so one week ago, we got our first article, not just a tweet that was sent out, but an article uh, that was uh, put out by Eric Switzer of The Gamer, and he got to reveal the Rapunzel card. I think we talked about this on the last episode because it had just come out that morning and we recorded that night. Yep. That, that really cool video uh, where they got to reveal the Rapunzel card, and there wasn't a lot of other news um, with the exception of at uh, uh, that the gamer would be having a week of Lorcana starting July 24th, which is the week before Gen Con. Uh, and just uh, stay tuned for more info. And uh, it sounds like, I mean, if you're going to have a week of Lorcana, it sounds to me like it's not just going to be a reveal of a card a day. I mean, it sounds like there's going to be a lot of content coming out that is... A variety of things and it's just interesting and exciting to try and think about what those things may be how difficult would it be to sit there with that knowledge and not be able to share it <laughs> yeah. so difficult and the thought i keep coming back to is if this past week wasn't lorcana week like what are we actually going to look forward to the actual lorcana week like <laughs> This is just the the tease of Lorcana Week, and this the thing is is that the this is Eric of the of the gamer saying, just the gamer is going to have a Lorcana Week, and this doesn't count the fact that we never got an article from the LA Times, 
the fact that comic book, which we'll talk about in a minute, said that they have more coverage coming. IGN said that they have more coverage coming. Other places we didn't get any articles from that have done articles in the past may have articles coming. So whether or not they're all covering the same things, I, I'm sure they'll cover some of the same things, but some of them may have been giving, uh, given an exclusive or have an interview with someone that no one else does. Um, so, I mean, we're going to get a lot of news and this is something that I knew in some form would happen in the last month before release. I just didn't know what form it would take. I just knew that the marketing would had to ramp up. There was no way it couldn't. And I, and it's really nice to see it start. I'm just going to throw this out there. Disney Lorcana, if you're listening, we'd love to be a part of Lorcana week. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, Dari, go ahead. No, that was definitely important to say. I 100% back that up. Okay, so our next article was published June 27th on IGN by Joshua Yell. And this is the article that spoils the Maui card, which we'll talk about later. Uh, Maui feels like he was revealed forever ago. I can't believe this was just last week. Uh, Again, this article didn't reveal any new information about the game, but it was nice to see IGN covering Lorcana again. They had, I think, James refers to it as the IGN article that came out in April. So I I don't think they've really done anything with Lorcana since that time. Um, But they were the side that revealed the first chapter pricing and that the game would premiere at Gen Con. So again, that's the IGN article from earlier this year. Earlier this week. But the article that talked about the first chapter pricing and the... (laughs) yes. Sorry, I was looking at the article and only heard this year, and I'm like, no, it was early. It was last, it was last week. <laughs> should be. I should pay attention more, shouldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> it it was very nice to see IGN covering again, especially since they have covered some of those really impactful announcements before. To to see that they're still kind of in the playing field and still getting information was was really cool to see. Yeah, like the gamer and comic book are big sites, but IGN is a huge site. So to have a place like that or a place like the LA LA Times covering uh, Lorcana, it's huge. It's going to get a lot of eyeballs on the game. Well, the next article we got after that one was a pretty big one from Amy Ratcliffe of Nerdist.com. So that article had four cards revealed in it. And then for that, Shane Hartley was actually interviewed for the article. And he talked a lot about the thought process behind everything, especially related to the art. So he talked about the columns for the Great Illuminary and the design process behind the six inks. It's definitely worth a read if anybody listening hasn't read it yet. One little clip it I'll read from here was that they said that Um, Our glimmers come from Disney stories, past and present. The illustrations needed to feel nostalgic, but not old, familiar, but original and exciting. The modern storybook style we developed has visible line work to align with the animation, as well as vibrant color washes that purposely break those lines, making each image come alive. So it kind of confirmed what we had already were seeing with some of the cards of just the style was that storybook kind of nostalgic Disney, but still bringing that new twist to some of the characters especially with those dreamborn and floodborn variants so i think that was a really big article for us talking more about the art 
Uh, the other thing I want to point out with that was in the article was we also got confirmation that the Disney parks will be getting the product for Lorcana actually on August 18th alongside the LGSs. So I think before we knew that Disney parks were going to be getting product, we didn't exactly know whether that would land with the big box store date or with the LGS date. So that was mentioned in the Nerdist article as well. Apparently, I need to pay more attention because I reread this article and I completely missed that. That is awesome. It's, yeah, it's all at the, the way it's at, at the, the end. end. And I think it's at the end of uh, the Gamer article as well, uh, where it's mentioned at the end of that one. And just having it mentioned twice means, yeah, it's it's happening, which is very interesting because on Shop Disney, uh, the Lorcana page on Shop Disney still says it's coming to Shop Disney on September 1st. So I'm mm -hmm. guessing the website is going to be different than the actual physical stores in the parks and near the parks because i'm pretty sure the shopping districts like downtown disney and disney springs at the two theme parks are going to be uh carrying them as well so yeah. it's it's very interesting that they're going to have two different things but it's also really cool because that just means more chances to go to the parks and you know who, who's going to have a, a good old time that lives near one of those parks being able to go in and being able to buy Lorcana in a Disney park. It's going to be pretty cool. I mean, there's already people making the reservations to be in those parks on those days. I know Ixia from the Glimmer yeah. Gang um, is already planning on being there. <laughs> so one of the other things from this article, and for those who don't know, Shane Hartley is the head of the art uh, he's like the art director for Lorcana. And these are things that I don't think about. He talked about the Sadara, how he mentioned the columns. And he's like, you know, when we designed the columns, number one, it gives shape and space to the great illuminary. But number two, when we create packaging, it provides some nice framing for like our packs or whatever. I'm <laughs> just like, things like this are things that I wouldn't think about. But those are the sorts of things that you know, Walt Disney was famous for was those little details. And every time I hear something like that, or every time I see a little detail in one of the cards, it just gives me shivers because that's that right there is the spirit of of Walt Disney and the legacy of Walt Disney. I love to see Ravensburger carrying that into the game. And we've already seen how they have changed some of the illustrations slightly to better fit things like their different marketing styles as well. So they have the eye on the details. This isn't just a, oh, well, here's the card art. Let's slap that on a package. Like they're they're thinking about this and it makes me excited for everything that they're going to do for it. And just the simple things of uh, mentioning the visible line work on the characters and things to give it that old animated feel because modern comics and uh and stuff do not have really uh thick black lines around everything you know to to give it the shape it's it's the colors and thin lines and um if there are lines at all so it's very interesting that they're bringing back old it's just this you know this like you mentioned the old styles but in a new way and mixing in new stuff with them uh, it's just making it really cool because I mean, we're all here because we love Disney. So it's, it's bringing in that, that nostalgia part of it. And just, you know, it's like, you know, feeding it to us directly of like, this looks exactly like you're used to, but well, maybe not quite exactly. So that's really cool. Absolutely. So our final article comes from Christian Hoffer of comicbook.com. He actually did a Instagram 
video where he was able to reveal a new card. And there was a little article as well, but the card came in the form of Donald Duck strutting his stuff. I think is the name of it. Uh, again, not much information was revealed otherwise, but like the gamer and like the IGN article, they promised more in-depth coverage at a future date. And I think we've discussed this already. We're pretty certain that future date has got to be the July 24th that Eric listed in the gamer, right? I mean, I think a lot of it will be, but I also think that we may get um, some tidbits here and there uh, yeah. outside of that. But I think the vast majority of it will be leading up to Gen Con because Gen Con is when it comes out for the first time and the public gets to buy it. And so a lot of stuff is going to be, I guess, for lack of a better term, spoiled at that point because people will be able to open packs. And because even if they only sell starter decks, people are going to open packs because a, a pack comes in every starter deck. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're going to start seeing more foils of all the cards. We're going to start seeing more cards if they haven't released them all by that point. So they might as well use the time leading up to Gen Con to continue ramping the the hype and the marketing to get the word out to people who aren't necessarily paying attention to it. Because when Gen Con hits, I mean, it's it's going to be, I think it's going to be pretty massive that, you know, the game is out now and people are playing, you know, out in public and being able to like show it off to people. So, you know, get all that news out there for people to find when they see someone talking about it now. Yeah, Team Lorcana has the opportunity to set most of what the narrative is right now between now and Gen Con. Like after Gen Con hits, that's that's going to take center stage. And so, you know, between now and then is really their chance to get out any of those really unique things to build that hype um, outside of the Gen Con sphere. I think the other thing that was really entertaining about the Instagram uh, real was Ryan had a whole binder it seemed like of Lorcana cards in front of him in the video and that created a lot of fun stir in the discord of oh let's let's try to figure out what cards are in the binder and that, mm -hmm. that was a lost cause but it was just so cool I like how they portrayed Ryan of having this binder of the Lorcana cards just oh yeah you want a Donald here's a Donald like that is totally what I imagine him to be in person so and he is. He's a very playful, energetic uh, human being. And, and the fact that we got, you know, a picture of him in the L.A. Times tweet and a video of him at The Gamer. And uh, he's made the rounds. The, the, yeah, the, the video of him at the comic book, dot, you know, uh, whatever they were doing. And the fact that he's traveling around with these cards, showing them off to people and doing whatever interviews that uh, probably interviews we're going to see during Lorcana week or maybe sooner, who knows, but he's obviously just going around and being the ambassador for the game to all of the media outlets. And that's just going to be exciting to see just what comes out of all of that, because obviously we've only gotten like a little tidbit of whatever he's doing. He doesn't, he's not going to be doing all this traveling to LA and wherever else he went just to like, Here's a card to show off, right? There has to be more. So yeah, the comicbook.com is in Ohio. That's how far he traveled. Yeah. So we know he was in LA for the LA Times, and we know uh, that he was in where you know, like I said, Ohio or wherever it was that he went for the for the comic book one. So uh, you know, 
he's he's getting around. He's doing the stuff. That's that's another thing that's full steam ahead is, you know, hopping on that train, getting around. So uh, which you mentioned uh, how things kind of went crazy with looking at the video and trying to investigate things with uh, in in the Lorcon HQ discord. And the community manager was actually in there during one of those times where we were like, you know, enhance, enhance. And uh, she was just like, you know, I'm she actually commented that she's looking at all of the cards and she couldn't even figure out being able to look at all the cards, what they were. So she's like, you know, basically saying, good luck, people. You're never going to figure it out, um, which was I. Th- but the fact that she's in there interacting and and having some fun, you know, being like, I know what it is kind of a thing, uh, which is pretty cool because, you know, we're like, can you spoil anything? And we didn't get anything out of her. Um, but, uh, it was interesting because she did mention a few things, um, while she was, uh, talking about us and the fact that, uh, like the LA times tweet was actually sent early and was supposed to be part of the week of Lorcana that we had last week. And that's why it didn't get retweeted. Well, that makes sense until this week, because this is the week it was supposed to come out. I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) So there you go. So it's just, and also she mentioned that um, the the, the fact that they had to, you know, find the new community manager, her, and when she came on board, uh, she pushed to uh, go back to revealing cards. And that's why we have a bunch of cards that have been revealed over the last few weeks. Um, And we're, and the fact that she drops the the English, French, mm-hmm. and German versions into the Lorcana HQ Discord regularly uh, as they're revealed in other areas. So like within, I think it was like in less than an hour after the, maybe even just a few minutes after the Gamer, Gamer article was went live, all three versions of the Rapunzel card were in the Lorcana HQ server for everyone to see and to get a close look at, which was great. Um, it's really cool that they're like, pushing the information out and they're pushing it out to the people who are diehard fans in that much detail. But the broad strokes are, are the ones that are happening on the major media outlets, like the gamer and such like that. They don't need, you know, all three versions of the card. They just like, Hey, here's a cool Rapunzel card. Aren't you excited? But you know, all of us that are like diehards and, or just like the fans that are paying attention very closely are, are like really happy to see that happening. So thank you to the new the new community manager for pushing for those reveals and making them happen and and going along with you know all the fun we're having in there and i would like to say that it's it's great seeing all the different language versions because that donald duck card that is strutting is it strutting my stuff or strutting his stuff something like that yeah but the french version the the subtitle is when translated uh boastful inventor which has <laughs> nothing to do with strutting his stuff technically and it's like hmm. It's like it's great because it just has something some different little different flavor to it, which is great. And I just want to quickly point out here as well, uh, the community manager has specifically said that she keeps Discord open pretty much all day when she's at work. So like she is engaging with the community. She's posting those additional languages. And I love how that change has happened as well as the change of like seeing the foil specific reveals as well. So I think we had gotten for some of the cards that were revealed in one of the articles, 
the Lorcana Twitter page then turned around and also posted like computer graphics of the foil versions, which is a new way of like seeing a reveal. We haven't seen specifically outside of Gamma when you guys were able to catch the the images of those foil cards. We haven't seen much pointing out of here's the foil version of these cards. And that was so neat to see. Yes. Yeah, Deuce was a foil. That was very cool having all four of those. It was the four cards that were revealed uh, during in the Nerdist article also Nerdist. got the foil treatments uh, released. So that's pretty, that is really cool, I thought. Just like giving, just again, that little extra splash of more information, more details, more visuals. Uh, we love it. Keep it up. Let's see more, please. <laughs> so the other thing that kind of dropped in the server was one of the users in the discord was snooping around on the Lorcana website, kind of digging around in the code. And they found images like on the, on the Disney Lorcana website, there's a link where you can look at the inks and it talks about their characteristics. And at the bottom, you see a series of three characters. And so the user discovered that there's a top middle and a bottom row and actually found the digital assets for them, including six images of cards that we haven't seen before. So actual spoilers. So, yeah. So they, they exist on the website, but technically they are not on the the public facing website yet, but they exist as files there. So that's interesting. Yeah. So we see Merlin, which is the same Merlin that is on the page for Learn to Play. It's the same image. There is a Steel Aladdin. There's another Hades, and I love this one. His blue flaming hair shooting up. Yes. Um, I just watched this movie. It's Moana's dad, but I can't remember his name. Is it Chief uh, <laughs> Chief Tua or something like that? It starts with a T. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, Tiu Tua Tui something, so, like, something that. like that. We could I look it up. I mean, Google is right at our fingertips, question. right? <laughs> no, there is there is this thing called Google. There's a new Ariel and a new Tinkerbell. So those are the six images that were discovered that we haven't seen yet. Yeah, just because we could Google and see how it's spelled doesn't mean we'd be able to say it, though. That is true. That is true. Yeah, it's it's crazy what can hide in a website. I will, I'm very far from being able to understand how a website is built and run, but knowing that there are assets there that you can have listed but not visible is just blows my mind so well it blows my mind that people know how to even look for this type of stuff i was talking to a couple of the users that uh, discovered this and they were telling me how they went about and i'm like how would you even think to do this in the first place like people are so smart and i'm just not i don't have that level of smarts about me <laughs> It reminds me of when early on we had people, I'm sure we still do, watching to see if there was any changes done to the Lorcana website um, to see if there was any information added early on in the, the second mini drought of news. So that was cool to see that there's even still things that we don't we don't know from the, the web page. That reminds me, I got to set up my trackers again at work because I got a new computer. So I got to set them all up again. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna make us miss something else, James. Right. Well, I wasn't the only one with him, so hopefully someone else still has theirs going. I feel like just all of these articles and everything have just been such an amazing kickoff for this full steam ahead side of things. 
And so we've talked a lot about what we've really liked to see. So I was just wondering, like, what more would you guys like to see from Orkana? I would like to see, specifically, I would love to know what they're going to bring to Gen Con. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are, as of this recording, one month away. And I would just love to know how to prepare. Like, what product is going to be there? Are there going to be any promos? What kind of limits are there going to be? Um, I love their interaction with the community. And it seems like hit or miss. It seems like there are days where they're just like, let's do this. Let's interact with the community. And then they'll go three or four days without nothing. Like, it, it's it's almost like a tease. I just want the, you know, I'd love to have them there every day. And that's, I know that's not reasonable to expect, but this is a wish list here. I would love to know more about uh, organized play too. Going for the actual like hardcore information, you know, not just like <laughs> I want to know if there's an Oswald card and then done. Oh, I do want to know if there's an Oswald card. That's a great thought. <laughs> I'll ask. I'll say it for you. I want to know if there's an Oswald card because then my buddy Jared will have all of his dreams come true. Oh man, if there's an Oswald card. And I, if, if you want to, yeah, if you ever want to get a gift for Jared, you just buy him like the French foil and the German foil. And... No, if there's if there's an Oswald card and Disney Lorcan is listening to this, I would love to be the one to share that. I'm just saying, I'm I'm putting that out there in the universe. Give Jared the gift of of spoiling the Oswald card, please. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna get Oswald on the first set, but I don't I, either. I think we're gonna get it eventually, though. Just a matter of when, not if, I think, in my opinion. So, Weeki Will gets cleaned first. So, if I keep bringing Oswald up, eventually <laughs> he has to show up. That is true. Eventually. I mean, Jared gets what he wants. So, that's right. So, there you go. Uh, so, what do I want? Um, let's see. I would like, I don't know. I mean, I kind of am just happy with the the projection that it looks like it's going to the the what's the word I'm looking for the trajectory trajectory that it's going on um with the the ramp up in releases and uh, I might have mentioned this on a past one but I don't need to know every single card that's going to be in the set before it releases but if we end up getting them all that's great because then I can look at them all if we get more than just the name of them um you know I want to know uh as I mentioned, the Gen Con stuff, you know, what product, is there going to be a promo? Uh, I want to know if uh, we'll be able to get, I want to know personally if I'm going to be able to get that Goofy promo from GamesCon because Goofy's, I, I mean, it was like two days after I, I'm like, here's finally, I finally settled on what I'm going to collect for Lorcana because I know I can't collect every single thing. So I'm like, I'm going to collect, you know, a base set. I'm going to collect a foil set of the first chapter. And then I'm going to get like every single uh, frozen card. And then I'm going to get like every single goofy card in every language. <laughs> and then boom, there's going to be a promo in Europe because I can't go. It's interesting to me that they released the English version are they only doing the promos in English? I think so, because I think there was, uh, if you recall, a couple months ago when they, the French uh, yeah. 
thing happened, they said that like the the OP kit promos would only be in English for at least the first two sets. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. So I think that any promos coming out of this up until next year probably are going to be only in English. That's what I would expect. But yeah, so I just want to know basically what's coming for Gen Con, and then I would like to to know. I don't know. I don't really want to know much. I just want to. I like to see stuff, and I I really want to see from them a a really good wide-reaching advertising and marketing program to get this i mean it's it's gonna really suck for us trying to get a certain amount of the game uh if a bunch of people know about it but i want a bunch of people to know about it so that the game is a success it's it's a double-edged sword but i really want as many people to know about this as possible so that Whenever they see it, they're like, oh, I got to pick that up. If they see it at Target, well, like, let's let's buy whatever's there and try it out. You know, if they see it at the parks, you know, the park sells out. Um, and I want it to go to as many uh, as many different people as possible so that everyone who gets it has a chance to become a fan so that we, I can keep playing this game for as long as possible because I'm really having a lot of fun with it. So that's what I want to yeah. see them do. Those are great lists. I love the thought of the consistency of the interaction. I think especially going into set two, I, I've heard a lot of people complaining about the fact of, well, like, are there like scheduled releases for things? And like, do they reveal things on a schedule? And like schedules absolutely take away some of the surprise from things, but consistency is really nice to have at some point. So I totally love that idea. I think the only thing you guys didn't say that I would like to see in terms of information would be starter deck lists. That had come up before. I totally understand if we don't get those before the starter deck challenges for obvious competitive reasons, but uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what exactly are those full lists for those starter decks that you know we've seen we've seen the two from gamma we've seen part of the two from gamma and we haven't seen that green red one in any demo capacity and we certainly don't know the full list of cards of all three so i would i would love to get more teasers related to that yeah i i mean obviously a lot of people would like to know what's in the starter decks but there are what is it about 400 people who really want to know what's in those starter decks so they can start planning for the tournaments at Gen Con. So, yeah. All right. So uh, let's uh, head on over to the Lorcana lexicon and let's cover uh, this week. What word are we covering, Jared? So the word that came up uh, came up because one of the new cards is Simba, who's an example of this. And the word is cantrip and cantrip is a card, it's usually a one to two cost card that you play, and it lets you, it provides card draw of some sort. So like for Simba's ability, it says when you play this card, you may draw a card, then choose and discard a card. So it's kind of like the Tinkerbell effect, um, Tinkerbell Tiny Tactician, where you can cycle cards in and out of your hand, but that's a cantrip. And the benefit is that it lets you grab a card extra and then get rid of the worst card in your hand that you don't need. So yeah, the, the cycling through of your deck as 
efficiently as possible so that you're getting those those draws that you really want uh, ahead of uh, the your opponent, hopefully. Well, that's that's the main benefit that we see right now, but in a lot of other card games too. If you so in a lot of other card games, they have cards that allow you to cheat stuff out of your discard pile onto the board. So a lot of people are hoping that eventually we get cards that will say, uh, there'd be like a two cost card and it'll say play Hades King of Olympus from your discard pile. You know, that's a terrible example, but if you can play that card, if you can discard that card with Simba and then down the line, you play this card to cheat him out sooner. That's a that's a strategy that a lot of people use in other card games. Which we kind of have that now with the current Hades that lets you pull any card out of your any character out of your discard pile. So yeah, exactly. That, that's actually so, a, a good idea to build that, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. All right. And there's there's Tremaine who can take actions from your discard pile, and then there's the hook that can take specifically the fire the cannons from your discard pile. So we do have discard pile interaction. Mm-hmm. It would be nice to see some more of it, though. And it's, the hope, though, is that people are talking about is that you can play from the discard pile onto the board instead of taking it into your hand. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> yes, we will. Uh, other news that we got was uh, an update, I guess an update on the lawsuit uh, uh, on Twitter. Uh, attorney Paul Lesko uh, gave an update. Uh, I think it was just a few days ago, uh, near the end of last week, um, which it looks like Upper Deck served uh, Ryan Miller individually on June 30th, uh, where the previous uh, serve was against uh, Robinsberger on the 12th of June. So that means that, well, and he was probably served a day or two before that, because again, it took a few days to get it into the system. So that means he has until the end of July to respond to that suit. Uh, and Robinsberger's is around uh, July 10th, so basically in a week. Um, and that's when he says we'll have the first date where we expect something to come out of the case, which is likely that it's getting moved to federal court because they're suing them in California, but Robinsberger is based in Seattle. And since that crosses state lines, they can they have the right to move it to a federal court. And that's about it on the lawsuit right now. So why don't we go over and talk about all of the new cards that we got and go over some of the details and why we love them so much. Fun stuff. (laughs) Who wants to take Donald Duck? So Donald Duck, you already said, is strutting his stuff. Um, I love the fact that he's a dreamborn hero and an inventor. Like I would have never thought to to put Donald Duck there. I love the fact that he has this cool mech suit that he's running through. It just fits that inventor theme that we're seeing in that Sapphire deck so well. Um, but he has Ward, um, just automatically has Ward, which is really cool to see some cards coming up that have that innately, kind of like we've seen some Rush cards that have Rush innately, whereas you can give Rush with the White Rabbit's pocket watch. So he is the two lore, he's five ink to play, and then he has four strength and three willpower. So it just seems like a really nice solid card, in my opinion, for Sapphire, especially with the the inventor kind of theme going on. What do you guys think? Yes. (laughs) I agree. 
I like this card, but I mean, if I have the choice between this or Aurora Dream Guardian, Aurora just seems to be the better value to me. Like, I'm struggling to see the value of Donald, and he is a common, so commons aren't always the best cards. I mean, I think he's going to be a lot of fun to play, but I'm just like thinking about where he'd fit into a deck. Um, he'd be a great card to ink if nothing else. Uh, and and we don't know yet, since we don't have all the cards, and also there's future sets coming. Uh, the inventor keyword, I think, might be uh, fairly significant since we've had a few now, like Maurice and oh. Bell. So I think the inventor keyword will come into play at some point in the future. Well, especially on Sapphire. Like, it seems to be building up to be the item deck. Yes, for sure. Uh, or that hero keyword as well. Yeah. Uh, next up, I'm going to do Peter Pan because uh, I thought this one was uh, pretty spectacular for the art. Uh, it's in, uh, He's an emerald, uh, three-cost inkable. Uh, it's Peter Pan, never landing. Love the pun. Uh, and he's a uh, three-strength, uh, two-willpower. He has evasive. Uh, only characters with evasive can challenge. Uh, and his uh, flavor, oh, he has one lore, and his flavor text is, what's the matter, Hook? Can't you fly? And the thematic uh, awesomeness of this card is his two willpower is just enough for Fire the Cannons to take him out. And <laughs> that's just having that flavor in there where Hook can take out Peter Pan is awesome. And uh, he's a Dreamborn hero, and what I love is the costume is different enough which i think that's really the main difference with this particular peter pan is the costume and i love that just little things like that give the artists that extra extra bit of creative uh freedom to do something with the, the disney characters and the, I, I love the costume and this is this might have been one of my favorite cards that was revealed just based on the way that it looks and i know some people complain that it's like it's not a lot going on. It's just Peter Pan and there's just a bunch of sky. And I'm like, well, that's kind of the point. It's Peter Pan flying up in the air being awesome. So that's what it is. So I love it. So there you go. It's a stunning right. card. I love that there's another challenger to Pascal. Like you can get Peter Pan out on your third turn and uh, at least have an answer to those pesky Pascals. Yeah, he can take out two Pascals. Okay, so the next card was Simba, Future King. This is a card that I talked about already. It was illustrated by our friend Nicholas Cole. So one cost, inkable card. He has one strength, two willpower, and one lore. His ability is guess what? When you play this card, you may draw a card, then choose and discard a card. He's a storyborn hero and a prince. So that'll be interesting to see if they do anything with Prince. Um, just a really basic card, but again, its advantage is that it lets you uh, cycle through your hand so you can get the cards that you actually want. Yeah, right at the beginning of the game, you can start cycling through and, and getting the better cards, especially if you mulligan and don't have a good mulligan pull. This hopefully will help you a little bit more. Yep. Yes, and strong, strong one drop. And another and another reason, uh, you know, with Nicholas Cole doing the art, it's it's you can you can see why Nicholas Cole is essentially like the 
the public face of Lorcana art, because I think most of the stuff that he's done is the product packaging art. And I think it's just really cool that, you know, they, they kind of went with one artist to have much more of a cohesive look to the packaging. And I mean, they could have pulled a bunch of different artists and I think it would have been okay. But I think having one artist really helps with giving a, a real, like, you know, streamlined through, you know, through line of, what this game looks like and picking him, I think was, was a great, I mean, they could have picked other artists and it still would have been awesome, but I think picking him was a really good choice. Uh, So next up, um, let's see, I guess Adara, you get Zeus. Yeah. I was like, I can definitely do Zeus. (laughs) So (laughs) Zeus is a four drop card. He is, Oh, remind me. He's, he's Amethyst, right? Yes. I have it printed in black and white in front of me. (laughs) (laughs) So Zeus is a four drop for Amethyst of interest is he is not an inkable card. Our other cards have been inkable here. So he's not inkable. He has zero strength, but four willpower. And he gets rush as well as challenger plus four. Um, And then he also has the two lore. I think the... Honestly, like, I'm a little confused with the Zeus card, again, about how he's not inkable. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how the different cards interact with each other to maybe see if we get a little bit more understanding about why some of these cards aren't inkable, since that seems to be kind of denoting of they needed to be balanced in some way. So I'm, I'm interested to see what he ends up doing in play a little bit more. I think where this card really shines was that foil sneak peek that we got to see with um, his eyes are like glowing and his lightning bolts seem to really have gotten the foil process onto them. And I think it's going to be a beautiful foil to see. Mm-hmm. I was watching a video put out by the Forbidden Mountain. as done by Scott. It was an awesome video. And he's going to put one out weekly. It's called the Meta Meta Monday. I think it's what it's called. And he was talking about cards that have overperformed his expectations. And Zeus was one of them. And he was talking about how Zeus having the rush keyword like he's able to trade into a lot of cards. He's able to trade up for his cost. Like, yeah, it sucks that after he attacks, he's down to zero willpower, but that also exposes one of your opponent's characters for you to follow up and, and take them out. So um, I, I'm with you, Adara. Like when I first saw this card, I'm like, that's what is the point of this? But uh, people who are a lot smarter at this game than I am seem to find value in this. So I'm not writing it off quite yet. Yeah. And, and uh, I think some people pointed out that thematically within the movie, uh, yeah. it, it makes sense because he wasn't able to stop uh, Hades. So he didn't have a whole lot of strength uh, to be able to do that on defense. So that's kind of interesting. Um, so the next card we got is Ariel. Who's it? Collector. It's in Sapphire. It's a four cost, non-inkable, uh, three strengths, three willpower, storyborn hero princess. And she has the ability, look at this stuff. Whenever you play an item, you may ready this character. And she has one lore. So there is no restriction like on Moana where they can't quest again. 
So in theory, this card is available if you want to earn two lore per turn. All you got to do is play an item after you quest with her and you can quest again or you can sing a song because this aerial is underwater with a, with a tail and that aerial can sing, unlike aerial with human legs. So that's really cool. Um, so no, this one's really cool. I like this card. The art is, of course, uh, awesome. And if you look at this card, look carefully at the background because there is all kinds of who's it's and what's it's back there. And, and there's a flounder. And there's a flounder. Yes. Jared's favorite fish. Uh, <laughs> and some of the things back there may look somewhat familiar because I think someone found that one of the items, it looks very similar to the item that Maurice is building on his card, hmm. which is very cool. There's an upside down uh, telescope, it looks like over on one side and a grandfather clock on the other side and a tire, which is interesting because Ariel didn't exist when tires were a thing, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we'll find out. But anyway, that's Ariel. Good card. I really like it. Uh, some people say it was might have been a little weak being a 3-3, but again, she has that ability to ready herself when an item is played so she can quest and then be readied and not uh, do anything again so that she is safe and not exposed for an attack. I'm excited well, to give her a try with Maurice and Belle from the Sapphire deck with their abilities to reduce the costs of items and additional benefits of playing items. I think this this ability on Ariel just makes her so such a big threat and adds a little bit more of the question of well she's a big threat if your opponent has a bunch of items in their deck she's not as big of a threat if she, if they don't have items so which is it yep and being part of the princess uh, group allows her to also have the added benefits if you play her with Moana uh, and being able to ready up so I mean in theory. If you play with Moana, she can do three different things on her turn. Uh, if you do it, and this is again something that in this game is so important, is the what you do on your turn and the turn, you know, the, the way you take your turn and how you play is very important in this game because it allows you to do so many things. If you if you have knock those things off in the combos, one after the other, very important. Well, the other thing that I think she'll be valuable for, too, like one lore is not a whole lot. If you pair her with Mulan, that adds a lore, so that could be good. But if you used her to sing a song like Friends on the Other Side, and then you play an item card, you get to ready her back up, and it's like you sing that song for free. Like, it is so good. Yep, indeed. That's Lots of cool point. things going on. So the last card that we had revealed, unless I missed any, was Maui demigod and um this is an eight cost he's inkable uh on still he's eight strength and eight willpower basically a late game bomb with uh three lore so uh he's vanilla meaning he doesn't have any abilities but he is a force to be reckoned with yeah he's just a big big old card that can just plop down there and take out anything you want it seems or just start earning three lore and probably be able to do it for at least two turns because not many uh, other cards can take out eight uh, in one go. <laughs> but it's like by the time you get to the point where you're playing eight 
an ACOS card, that's getting near the end of the game. So, so maybe wins you the yeah. game. Maybe he wins you the game. I can't imagine the opponent like throwing any of their characters at him. I could see him being dragon fired or let it go. But yeah. uh, I don't know. At that point, like the game is one or two turns away from being one. <laughs> he seems like the big body that Steel has. So like I think of like Maleficent monstrous dragon for Ruby, I think it is, of just like just that big formidable threat that is looming of well do they have them can they get up to the lore to play them and and now it kind of seems like that 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 really top card for that steel deck of of cost at least as well as getting the the bang for your buck out of it not to mention if you draw them early just throw them in the ink it's an easy decision to ink them up so I want to go with, uh, we have two more little bits of news. Uh, I'm going to do the second one first here. And that was at a a, a French event. Uh, there was a bunch of people uh, learning how to play at uh, uh, the Lorcana tent. They were actually outdoors, which was a little weird. Um, but it was pretty fun because they had Lorcana tablecloths and they had giant cards to show people things on them. And they had a bunch of the uh, starter decks, uh, the the pared down versions that they that we've been seeing at Gamma and uh, the UK Games Expo again. And then it was just a couple of days of it looked like people showing, you know, playing the game and showing off how to play uh, in France. So that was pretty cool. And then what is the final bit of news with this little special event that we got to see like this Mickey invite? So... In Germany, they uh, Ravensburger sent out 100 invitations to who? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows who they send them out to? Um, but it's an influencer um, invite. It's 100 people, and it's some secret event. So that's all we really know. It's happening July 15th. Maybe we'll get some news out of it. Maybe they'll be. Maybe they'll have to wait until July 24th like everybody else, but uh, July 15th is not that far away. And they got this giant size card, Mickey. It looks like Mickey Brave Little Taylor and has Mickey Mouse on it and it has Brave Little Taylor. And then on, on the bottom where the text would be is the invite. It's pretty clever. I really like it. It's pretty cool. I like it. Yeah, and it's, and it's a cool collectible that people that are going get to have. And like, look, I got one of a hundred of one of these things. So on top of being able to go to this exclusive event, uh, which uh, the only thing I can read on it, that it's a Lorcana pre-launch event. Um, but yeah, this is pretty cool. Uh, this, is, this is pretty exciting that there's a bunch of people who get to go and learn something about the game that we don't know and hopefully share it with us. Yeah, yeah we do know that they're under NDA, though. Uh, so I just want to call that out there really fast. And the other thing I wanted to quickly say is I maybe have just like not looked at the Brave Little Taylor art enough, but I've never noticed the giant hand shadow that's looming over him. Um, and that's just such a cool imagery there as well to have on that big blown up version. Yes, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that that was something that a few people have noticed. And uh, it's very fitting considering that's, you know, exactly what happens in the Brave Little Taylor. All right, shall we move on to Disney Jeopardy? We Let's shall. do it. Well, today we're going to have James ask Adara. So when you're ready, James, take it away. For 100. This is the character that premiered in Steamboat Willie. 
who is Mickey Mouse? Yes. See, that's a gimme. That's a hundred point <laughs> gimme right there for <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank Hold you. On. Hold on. I thought playing crazy was Mickey Mouse's first cartoon. I think it was first produced, but I think Steamboat Willie is the one that was released first. Awesome. Okay. There was it's one way or the other. One of them was made first, and the other was actually shown first. I think. I see. Uh, okay. Let me see. Uh, this they may start getting harder now because again, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so this is who chooses Moana to return the heart. Who is the ocean? Correct. Wow! Look at that. I love that movie. It's a great movie. It is. Okay. This is the name of Miguel's dog companion in the movie Coco. Who is Dante? Yes. Nice. All right, you're you're on a roll, and now it's going to start getting harder. So Uh-oh. for four hundred, this is the year that the original Cinderella was released. What is 1947? I got no idea on yours. So close. 55? Is 50. Oh. 1950. Interesting. I thought I would have been on the high end. So 1950. Wow. And now for some very obscure but awesome Disney trivia. It might be obscure to you. This is, again, another one of those questions. I love these questions, like the ones we've asked in the past, where you either know it or you don't, or you're completely clueless about it. This is who Disney traded to NBC Universal for Oswald. Easy. Because you like Oswald. <laughs> it's such an interesting story, too. Is it who is Popeye? <laughs> no it's a real person Wait, Disney what? traded Al Michaels the sports announcer to NBC Universal for the rights to Oswald the Walt Disney produced Oswald cartoons yes so they got the character back because uh, when, when Walt made them they, it was for Universal way back then and so Universal got to keep the rights to the character and all of those uh, cartoons and they could have made more if they wanted. Um, Which they but, did. But I think in, what was it, in the early 2000s, like 2006 maybe? Yeah. Uh, Disney through ABC, which they owned ABC at the time, and ESPN. Yeah. Um, they still do. But they had Al Michaels under contract to do things like Monday Night Football and stuff like that. So they traded that contract to NBC, who had just bought the rights to do football again. And so they got a new big name announcer and Disney got back Walt's oldest character, basically. That is a cool piece of history. I did yes. not know any of that. Yeah. So it's very cool. I just loved one of the first time I heard that story. I'm like, this is amazing. It's that pretty wild. Wow. Well, there you go. So I basically made sure that you could not go Five for five, but you missed the first one anyway. So I, I was I was okay with saying that one since you couldn't get perfect score anyway. I'll I'll take three for five. Yes. I was happy with the Dante question. Yeah, yeah, that I wouldn't have done that one. All right, uh, so we're all done, right? Yeah, let's wrap this up. Dara, do you want to share with everybody where they can find you? Absolutely. 
So you can find me on Twitter at OCHEM102 and on Discord with my new Adara underscore of underscore Lorcana name. <laughs> awesome. And if you liked what you heard, you can follow us on YouTube. You can like us on your favorite podcast. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Citizens of Lorcana. And James, where can they find you? You can find me everywhere at Dan Regal. And for the next two weeks now, two-ish weeks, I am uh, still hosting the uh, SD Concast for the San Diego Comic-Con unofficial blog covering Comic-Con. And then, of course, going to Comic-Con, uh, which will be awesome. And uh, thank you all for joining us. And we will see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.